Welcome to Let's Talk Ed and Zahi. We have been talking about Career and Technical Education Month and Workforce Development. And the question that we're asking in this episode is, how is workforce development also community and economic development? I think you cannot separate them. I think, I think they're all one and the same. And this is my opinion. And I think higher education, uh, there isn't a person in, well, I shouldn't say that. The overwhelming majority of us learn in order to get a job. Sometimes it's not necessarily in the same field, but very few of us are independently wealthy that we don't need a job, unless we want to live like the Unabomber. Uh, with that said, I, we have seen how shifts in workforce demand have impacted communities and therefore the economic prospects. We've seen mining for coal, for example, uh, the demand for coal uh, affecting good paying jobs, therefore the reduction in the demand for the workforce uh, there, which meant that many uh, areas became blighted. We've seen similar things, uh, you know, big manufacturing and what have you. With all that said, probably all of us see when we're driving up and down our streets, uh, signs demanding more workers for our um, companies. And that is all sorts of employment, not just the blue collar, all the way through there are shortages in all of the uh, white collar areas as well, professional and what have you. So I don't see, personally, I don't see how we can separate what we do in higher education from workforce, community, and economic development. I don't know if you agree with me, but I don't see a separation one bit of it. Right. So, you know, my experience and much of your experience professionally has been at the two-year college level. And you look at the charge for two-year colleges pretty much universally, and, and that is to serve their local communities. Uh, so they're working in support of, you know, the businesses and industries that are right there, you know, in their, their general geographic area. Um, you know, four-year colleges are a little bit different because, yes, they do that to some extent, but a lot of their graduates end up, you know, scattering and, and going to different areas to do their jobs, um, but they're also bringing in students from all over to, you know, fill their, their cohorts each year. Uh, so, you know, at the two-year level, the, the whole idea is what are we doing to make sure our communities are growing and prospering? And, you know, when you have strong workforce development that are that's providing a pipeline of good, solid quality employees uh, to your local business and industry, that should in turn be also helping your own community develop and grow and, and be a better community for everybody. Right, right. You, you hear a lot of griping about research institution and uh, how they're using a lot of funds and employing or creating few employments. 
I'm not, but I, I've, I've observed and been part of it uh, for quite some time that you need that innovation to create a cutting edge that you can, you can stay at. At the same time, that is employment. That is employment of tens of thousands of individuals. That is an economy that's growing. And we notice that many areas that have such uh, basic and applied research are economic boom areas that many want to go and aggregate and live uh, in. With that said, how do we take it to those local levels where that is not existing? Existent is, is, our, is our challenge. And I think there isn't a region where employers are not starved for talent and where higher education cannot play an integral role in developing that uh, talent. Therefore, enhancing the, the economy and supporting a growth of uh, and the security of a community. So I go back to saying, I don't think we can disaggregate those. And I agree. And I think it also points to the importance of, you know, colleges working with local industry hand in hand to make sure, you know, all of their needs align. Uh, you know, we've talked before about how things have changed over time. And, you know, what was true 50 years ago may not be true today. Um you know, you've seen in manufacturing, for example, a lot more automation. And with that automation, that has changed the kinds of jobs that they need. Uh, but if we're training to a job that was even 10 years ago, we're probably behind in that uh, as a college or, or university. So it's important to be working with the local community to make sure are we turning out the people that they need? Are we giving them the skills they need? And of course, and I've made this comment before, that's sort of the value proposition of, of colleges everywhere that you come to our college, we're going to give you the skills you need to get a job, whatever that job may be. Um, but you know, again, if we're teaching people to build typewriters, for example, um, we're probably not, uh, you know, matching our charge. Right. And we did talk about that in our, in our series regarding, uh, well, that stemmed from the Harvard Business School report and survey uh, of, of employers where they found that there was this disconnect and perhaps a, a, um, a greater number of employers than we would like it to be that would not stand in hiring from those colleges, in this particular case, two-year colleges, rather hiring from the, uh, from the large pool. Um, so it is a concern. Uh, now, is it the typewriter that we need to worry about or a vinyl disc or, or a horse and buggy? I, I, think, I think if, if we think about how we're building our education and the skills we're teaching and the possibility of investing and as institutions of higher learning in, in pausing, listening, and investing ourselves and our dollars in the demand for now and the future, I think we would be better positioned. 
but at the same time, this is where employers perhaps would, would be doing us great favors if we have better uh, uh, opportunities for on-the-job training uh, through um, job shadowing, through internships, through externships, and things of that nature, uh, where, whereby our, our restricted dollars can go a lot further. Well, and, you know, adding to that, the idea of community development, how are community leaders engaging, you know, their their local colleges or universities to make sure that, you know, there can be a really good partnership uh, between the community and the college to help with that, that community development. Um, you know, maybe it's finding a hole, maybe... You know, and I've seen an example where, you know, there's been some investment in building up, you know, a downtown area to make it very vibrant uh, and attractive to both the community and the university. So, you know, those kinds of partnerships are really important, too, in terms of, you know, getting that all together. And, uh, you know, that can also create good working opportunities as well. Uh, so if you enjoy content like this, be sure and uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe, ring that bell down below. You'll get notifications when we post new content. And uh, you can also find us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. So for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ed.